Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone, and welcome to today's episode, which is the ninth edition of Everybody's Hotline. Um, And if you're brand new to this show or this segment of the podcast, this is where I have posted a phone number on all my social media channels, and I've opened that line up for one hour or more, depending on who calls in and what kind of conversations are had. But it's about uh, creating open and honest conversations so people can call in, um, they can tell stories, they can share their feelings or thoughts, they can ask for uh, advice or any anything that's really on their mind. That's the kind of whole point um, of this. Uh, yeah, and so this is one of my favorite segments that I do on, on Jackson Talks, everybody, is the hotline. Um, I never really know who's going to call in or what's going to be said or if anyone's going to call in. Um, sometimes zero people have called in um, throughout the hour. Um, sometimes four or five people have called. So it really just depends on the evening um, and who checks my socials and who uh, feels like having an open and honest conversation uh, on a public platform. Um, and you can remain anonymous because I do these um, the first or second Wednesday of every month. So there's one hotline every month. This will be the ninth edition of that. And it's one of my favorite things that I do because one of, I, I feel like one of my my main purpose in life is to create connection. And, um, and that's what this is for. That's what this podcast is for. That's what the community I've built is for. And right before I hopped on and went live with this episode, or pr- press record, because this is not live. This is April. Today's April 7th. This episode will come out in about four weeks from now, um, which will be in May of 2021, which seems wildly fast, um, considering 2020 was a very intense, which felt like very long year, but also went by very fast at the same time. And now this year is going by super quick. And it's like just trying to slow down time a little bit and trying to stay a little more present. Um, but uh, before that, before I pressed the record, I was looking at some stats on Jackson Talks, everybody, and I'm just blown away by the people who are watching this show, um, the people who are downloading it, like, um, over the last month from February 28th to March 6th, um, the downloads on my podcast went up 39%, um, which to me seems incredible. Um, So I definitely want to start off this episode, this specific episode, by saying thank you um, to... Everyone, everyone who's viewed, watched, shared, liked, commented, subscribed, even if you watched and hated it, thanks for still watching. Maybe you shared with a friend. Awesome. Um, I really try to present some value in these episodes um, and share myself as well as well as share my guests. Um, and it's really cool to see that um, this podcast is growing in that direction. And earlier today, I had an amazing conversation with a life coach, a mindset coach. His name is Griffin Gervais. Um, you can follow him on Instagram. That episode will come out next week after this one. Um, and that was a brilliant conversation. It was nice to connect with with a like-minded individual about you know meditation and journaling and, and finding your path and purpose and journey and things like that and, and really giving some actionable tools uh, that can be applied to one's life. Because um, I feel like a lot of podcasts are just like chatter. Um, 
there's not a lot of practical information that someone can look at, write down and use in their life right now today to try to make their themselves or their lives better. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that. So hotline number nine, live, ready to go. Um, I got about 20, maybe 20-ish minutes of content to talk about. Um, and if no one calls in, that'll be the length of the episode. Um, but if people do call in, they'll be interjected kind of in what I'm talking about and where I'm going. Um, and so hopefully we have some t- some some people call in, some cool conversations. If not, it's going to be a really good episode. Um, a the- kind of a theme of these hotlines is that I'll, I'll kind of dive into a couple articles that I found very interesting um, and relevant. So I got a few of those. for today um but i want to uh announce a few things i have a few announcements a few housekeeping items a lot of these articles that i talk about and get inspired by are on my weekly newsletter um which i've been putting out via jacksonstone.net so if you go on there and you subscribe to that newsletter you'll get an email every tuesday about with my podcast so directly to your inbox you don't have to search it you'll get it around seven or nine in the morning. And then Friday, you'll get a weekly newsletter. And it's basically just some thoughts that I've been pondering, some quotes, a video, uh, an article, and just things that have been on my mind throughout the week that I feel like sharing. Um, I'm really excited about that newsletter. I think think it could be really cool. So head over to jacksonstone.net, sign up for that. And if you hate it, uh, it's super easy to unsubscribe. And I don't send out any other emails besides that. So there's no spam. And when you do sign up initially, you get a 25% discount to use at the Jackson Stone store, which when this episode comes out, I've dropped three new t-shirts, um, which are pretty cool. One's a press ahead shirt, uh, everybody's land shirt and a Jackson talks everybody shirt. So yeah, go ahead and check that website out, jacksonstone.net. Uh, it's pretty cool. Number two, I am starting a second podcast. Uh, yes, I need more things to do. Uh, as some of you guys know who are, who are active and avid listeners of this show, I have um, hopped back into, uh, into baseball, into coaching baseball, into being a mental performance coach for athletes, young athletes, uh, high school varsity athletes, and college athletes. And so I'm really diving deep into, into the sports world, specifically mental health in our young athletes and our male athletes, um, specifically coaching youth baseball Um, and so I've decided along with two other youth baseball coaches to start a a weekly baseball podcast. We're going to cover what it's like to be a youth baseball coach, some things that we've learned about uh, kids and how they respond to things at the age of 12, 13, 14. Um, We'll talk about current events in baseball, we'll talk about MLB, we'll talk about the minor leagues, we'll talk about college. Um, We'll talk about certain drills we're doing with our kids um, that are getting them ready for high school ball. Um, We'll cover everything. And that podcast is going to be called Champions Adjust, which I think is an amazing name, super cool name, um, coined by my best buddy, Alex Robbins. So shout out Alex Robbins. He came up with that. We used to say Champions Adjust all the time. Um, It was more of a saying (laughs) when we were drinking. (laughs) It was more of a saying when we were drinking and we would drink you know, and it'd be late in the night and, you know, we'd be kind of feeling it a lot. And he would always say champions adjust. Um, and so it seems fitting to to use that uh, now for a specific baseball podcast because we all met together 
at SDSU when we were playing ball. So that's the name of the new podcast called Champions Adjust. Um, it'll drop every Thursday uh, on, on my YouTube channel, Jackson Stone YouTube channel, on Spotify and on Apple. It's hosted in, uh, by Anchor. Um, so check them out if you're looking for a free platform to start your podcast or Podbeam, which this uh, podcast, Jackson Talks Everybody, is supported from. But Champions Adjust will be from Anchor, um, and it'll be hosted with two other guys. One was, he was on this podcast named David Bodson, um, and another is Sander Bryan, who's another coach with the Dallas Tigers, and we're just going to kind of chop it up uh, about baseball. I'm really excited about that. So check that podcast out. You don't have to be specifically a baseball fan, but it's more geared towards a sports fan and a baseball fan. This podcast is more geared toward being a lifestyle podcast, kind of about mental health, having deep conversations with people, insight, wisdom, tools, tips, and tricks to kind of live live your best life. So those two are kind of the separate pods that I'll be doing. Um, but all of them can be found on my YouTube channel. Both podcasts and the You Are Love videos can all be found on my po- on my uh, YouTube channel. So go subscribe to that. That's a, that's a good channel. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on there. And then the last housekeeping note is that if you probably have noticed, I got a new couch. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It's really nice, beautiful couch. Um, and I got it at the Leather Sofa Company run by a couple of my homies. Um, so if, you need, if, you're in, if you're in Texas or really anywhere, uh, head, uh, excuse me, check out the Leather, the leather Sofa Company. Um, they got the best couches in the game so this podcast this episode specifically is going to be sponsored by them unofficially but officially unofficially unofficially officially definitely unofficially is sponsored by the leather sofa company check them out thanks for the couch much love to y'all cool housekeeping knocked out another regular occurrence on these episodes and with all my episodes is a check-in is a check-in. So definitely, it's just important, man. It's just important to check in. You know, it's important to check in with ourselves, like, you know, really taking inventory on where we're at. You know, how am I feeling in this moment? It could be a one to five. It could be a one to 10. You know, if I'm at a three, what do I need to get myself to a four or five or six? If I'm at a nine, how do I maintain this? You know, so really really taking inventory of what we are, who we are in the moment, you know? And and the only way to ask yourself that, or the only way to figure that out is to ask yourself, how am I feeling? And then why might I be feeling this way? What has caused me to feel this way? And so I I encourage, like I do every time we do a hotline, to to pause this episode right now and to check in on yourself. Take a little inventory about what's going on in your life, in your day. Uh, maybe you're going for a run right now, maybe you're on the treadmill, maybe you're driving in your car, maybe you're doing some cleaning around the house. Um, but give this a pause and check in. See what you need, see how you're feeling, see what you may be lacking, see what you may need more of, um, and go give yourself that, that's important. And then when you're done, when you're done doing that for yourself, emptying your cup and filling it back up with what you need, um, send a text, uh, call someone, uh, DM someone um, that you've been thinking a lot about but, but haven't, haven't sent a message to or called lately. Send them a message, call them, 
See how they're doing. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you've been thinking about them. Tell them anything like that. Just ask how they're doing and ask it in a real way where they feel uh, comfortable enough to to respond in an honest way. Um, so do that right now. Um, yeah. Boom, you've done it. You're back. Uh, you've paused it. You've checked in with yourself. You've checked in with someone else. Um, you know, yeah, it's just really important. Really important. Uh, times are still tough. You know, life is still hard. A lot of people are struggling day in and day out. Um, and the reality of the situation is a lot of people aren't getting the help that they deserve and need. And the only way that we can really start changing that and changing the real divide uh, and polarity that we have going on in this world is, is to choose to be kinder to each other uh, day in and day out and choose to value each other and love each other. That doesn't mean we like everyone. That doesn't mean we agree with everyone and everything. People have different opinions and different and hold different values, but we can still um, empathize with people's situations. We can still value them as human beings and what they've gone through and who they are. Um, and we can still choose to love them and wish them the best um, in their lives and whatever they whatever they choose to do. And so there's a distinction between that that I think is important. Um, and so, yeah, go out of your way. Go out of your way to to choose to be kinder to each other every day. And little by little, that domino effect of change will start rolling through and we'll see it, you know, and we'll see it. <clears throat> because Because people can change, right? I mean, I've changed drastically. I've... I mean, I was, I never imagined myself being this person. Like I never imagined myself being this person. I am someone who has said fucked up shit, who's made mistakes, who's bullied people, who's uh, made people feel small, who's embarrassed people in front of large groups of people. Uh, I'm someone who said, the wrong words at the wrong at the wrong time. I'm someone who's done all of that, all the mistakes that we've all made in our lives. That <clears throat> some of us, <clears throat> those mistakes that we've all made in our lives. You know, saying the wrong thing. Uh, you know, making people feel small, bullying them. You know, redistributing distributing our pain onto someone else because we feel low inside and something bad has happened in our lives and we and we want to push that onto others and you know. Uh, you know, not being kind and or understand. I've done it all. I've been there. You know, I was, yeah. And so you guys know me now as this person. And I never want to come across as someone who's never made mistakes or who's never fucked up or who's never done the wrong thing. I've done all those things. Um, and I continue to do those things to this day, but I have intentions that are pure and kind and, and I have, done the work like I've done the work to to transform myself into someone who does lead with love and my point in saying this is that it is possible but you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to hold other people accountable to that change you know if people are repeating the same behavior over and over again at what point do we stop being shocked by it you know and so I uh, I just want to make that point clear really clear because I yeah I want to make that point clear because I, yeah and I still put in the work every day 
you know, and some days I still feel like shit and don't want to do anything, but I, but I'm inspired and empowered by what I do and, and how I can help people. And that idea of service has pulled me out of the depths of my darkness. That's the only thing, you know, knowing that, that words and videos and content podcasts and conversations and stuff that no one ever will ever see has helped me pull myself out of darkness while helping pull others out of darkness. That's the service, right? If you're not feeling like there's enough love in your life, go out and give more love. It'll come back to you. If you feel like you're misunderstood, go out and try to understand other people. Then they're gonna understand you more, right? If you have to become what you want to attract before you attract those things in your life, you have to become more loving, more kind, more peaceful, more understanding if you want all of those things to return back to you. And that's something I really understood um, that the universe kind of explained to me. Um, and so <clears throat> I think that's an important note to make to you guys about my journey. Because I don't want to ever come across as this guy who knows it all and is perfect. Like, nah. <sighs> nope. I'm still in it. I'm still in the middle of it all. Learning, grinding, hustling, fucking up, getting it wrong. <sighs> falling down but picking myself back up through my support system and the things that I've learned and the things that I hold true and my values are driving me um, every day. And I love the journey I'm on. You know, the last three years have been really hard but also some of the best years, you know? And so that's an interesting dynamic to kind of look at. Like, and so I believe in, in your ability to do the same thing. I believe in your ability to, uh, to show up as yourself authentically and genuinely and, and become the person that you want to become that I know that you can become because it's already inside of you. And so I believe in you. So cheers to that. <clears throat> All right. Got a couple articles and I'm going to go over that I think are cool. Kind of fit on this, the same little subject line. So the first is how to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I got a quote for you. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. said that. <clears throat> so here we go. We got tips for getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, and embracing change. When experiencing feelings of discomfort, don't run away from them. Instead, embrace whatever comes up and acknowledge that it is a natural human reaction. So that's like awareness, right? You got to be aware of something to be able to change it first. And so when uncomfortable feelings come, be aware of them. Understand what they mean. Something's happening deeper inside of you that's telling you to do something. So embrace those feelings of discomfort and then try to figure out what it's telling you and then go from there. Boom. Second point, become aware of what you are telling yourself what you're thinking and notice the story you're telling yourself about the situation. Ask yourself, is it true? How do you know? Right? And so I think one of the biggest detriments of human potential is not being honest with ourselves. So be honest with yourself. It's you. Be honest with yourself about what you're lacking, what you need, what you're not doing, what you maybe can doing differently. And then go ahead and jump through that fear. Jump through that fear. There's uncertainty on everything, you know, but if you, you know, nothing great happens 
in the absence of fear. It happens be- despite of it, right? So you're always gonna have be scared or fearful of something, but everything great happens on the other side of that. So just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? You fail, you fall down, okay, you get yourself back up and you keep going. That failure is gonna teach you something and it's gonna let you recognize and be aware of something that you might need to tweak and then you keep going from there, right? And so there's no failure, there's just a lesson learned. There's only failure when you stop trying and you don't care anymore and you, and you just give up and you say, no, I'm done. You know, but there's two reasons for that. Isn't, is it something that you don't care about anymore and you wanna try something new? Or is that it became too hard and you just, you let yourself stop, right? So, <clears throat> three, reframe discomfort as a positive source for growth and get curious in the face of the unknown. Pretty self-explanatory. Four, when you feel uncomfortable with uncertainty, access your personal accelerators like courage, connection, compassion, and manage your hijackers like being too controlling, too competitive, or pleasing. Basically, it's just saying surrender, right? At some point, we have, there's so much stuff that we can't control, right? We can control our attitude and our effort and things like that, but we can't control a lot of things. And so at one point, you just got to surrender and let go to those things and and, kind of let your energy take over and see where it gets you. Right. But again, we have to, we have to choose to be uncomfortable. Stop choosing the slight bit of unhappiness because you're comfortable. Choose that uncomfortability. Go there. See what it does for you. It's probably a game. It's the game changer. Right. All the good stuff happens when we get uncomfortable, you know, and that's the game changer. Right. And nothing great happens alone. So get your support system find what you need and who you need around you. To go get that, to go get what you want, you know? And it doesn't, it's not have to be this big, grandiose, like, a thing, right? It can just be, you know, I want to learn a new language, but you're scared of that. Or whatever it is, right? Whatever that little thing is that you want to accomplish, it's right there on the other side of fear. You just got to get a little bit uncomfortable uh, and know that there's going to be bumps in the road. And there's going to be setbacks. They're gonna get, you're going to get punched in the face. You're going to get knocked down. But when you get there and you get through that process and that journey, it's the most rewarding thing ever. Right, because then we've we've gone to the edge of our capacity, and going to the edge of our capacity shows us who we are, and understanding who we are allows us to show up more authentically and genuine in any kind of environment, whether it's a brand new environment with a bunch of people we don't know or with around our family and friends. Like we can show up as we are, and that's way less stressful and taxing than pretending to be something that you're not. Boom! Cheers. All right. And then we're going to talk about now for like the last five minutes or so. um, We're going to talk about the seven different kinds of mental health stigma. So when when speaking about stigma in mental health, um, it's a huge barrier, right? It's a huge barrier to get help. It's a huge barrier um, to to talk about what we're dealing with. The mental health stigma is one of the main reasons why uh, it's so taboo to talk about what's going on inside of our head. It's why it's, it seems so weird uh, and odd to talk about that we might be feeling down or depressed or lonely or stuck, right? So, so we can smash that stigma um, by just openly and on, honestly talking about how we feel. And that's not just randomly spilling your guts to every person that you meet on the street, right? That's having a few select people that you know that you can go to to share honest feelings. So then you can work through that 
with them or with a licensed therapist or a professional or a support group and you can kind of work in that vacuum and then when you go out into your everyday life you're more capable you're more resilient you're more able to handle the things that life is throwing at you and so if we can smash that stigma that's attached with mental health more people will be willing and open to go get help and go seek help and we can break down those barriers and then another portion of that is then making mental health care open available and accessible to everyone and and stop making people have to choose between being able to pay for rent and going to see a mental health therapist and so those are kind of the stigmas that we're approaching um when it comes to mental health um and so talk about a few of those stigmas here um what they mean and and and, uh and where we go from here so the first one is uh is the stigma of the self right and so you basically uh, kind of get diagnosed with some sort of mental health condition and and you've already been predisposed to some opinions about what you may believe this mental health condition to believe. And so you're putting a personal stigma on yourself because you already have these preformed uh, ideas of what this mental health condition means, whether it be from media outlets or TV shows or characters or just anything, right? And so because of this self stigma, because of that preconceived notion of what might be a diagnosis for my mental health condition, we decide not to get help or we feel like a failure um, because we receive this diagnosis. We feel like it's a personal failure that we have this mental health condition when really none of those things are true, right? If we can label and identify what our mental health condition is, then we can set up a treatment plan to uh, healthily, more healthily, yeah, you understand what I mean, um, combat um, that condition. And then we can still live a fulfilled, beautiful, happy, healthy, and meaningful life with that treatment plan set in place. <clears throat> Second one, it's public stigma. Similar to the first one, but these preconceived notions are based on the public opinion. They're based on how people might view you um, or judge you or discriminate against you because you have this sort of mental health condition. And we've seen that on Twitter. We've seen that in the media outlets. We've seen that with public figures, right? They get judged and discriminated against because of this certain mental health condition that they have instead of us operating uh, from a place of love and compassion, we operate uh, from a sense of judgment um, when really none of these mental health conditions, if you if you haven't experienced it or know a loved one who experienced it, you really don't know as much as you think about it. And so they're misunderstood. And, uh, and, and things that are misunderstood are usually uh, judged more harshly. Um, and so to kind of smash the idea of the public stigma is for everyone to kind of get educated on mental health, right? Because we all have mental health, whether you have a, a serious mental health condition or not, you still have mental health because it's how you think, it's how you feel, it's how you act. And so we all need a kind of a vacuum to share our feelings in. We all need a safe environment to, to talk about how we feel. Um, we all have bad days and good days uh, and days where we feel stuck or lonely, but some of those things can be exacerbated if you do have a serious mental health condition. And so that's why kind of educating yourself on a realm of those things uh, is important. And then educating yourself on how to help a friend um, 
which the best thing you can do for a friend is a VAR method, validate, appreciate, and refer. Um, that's at activeminds.com if you want more information about that. Stigma by association. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, this one's, I mean, it is stigma by association, right? This is when a loved one, a friend, a coworker is judged because they hang out with or related to or somehow don't get along with, with what others think, right? So, yeah. Stigma by association. Yeah, we got to, yeah. You know, we got to get rid of that. We got to get rid of all these stigmas. But that's, yeah, so that's the third one. Um, the fourth kind is structural stigma. This is when a police officer, paramedic, politician, correction officer, teacher, or judge has a prejudice against people with mental health conditions, right? This is very dangerous. And as we've seen, can lead to death, right? Actual death. So this is a very, very serious stigma, structural stigma that needs to get, um, you know, broken down, right? And so there are programs that are starting up to be formed to help educate these individuals and help them deal with someone who's in a crisis, right? We have crisis intervention teams, we have mental health first aid, um, and now many cities are using counselors and social workers uh, for responding to calls um, involving someone dealing with a with an emotional or mental health crisis, and that's who needs to go to those things, right? And so we just need more education. We need funds allocated to to ending this kind of structural stigma. So these people are trained and informed, excuse me, trained and informed on how to deal with a mental health crisis when they have it or bring people on who are specifically educated uh, in those types of fields so that we can have, you know, protection and help for those that need it. And that's a big stigma that needs to be kind of broken down, the structural stigma. <clears throat> the fifth kind of stigma is perceived stigma, right? This one is like, you know, uh, labeling someone who might have a mental health condition as crazy, um, right? And that's just a, it's just a poor way uh, to label someone, uh, especially when they've been battling, constantly battling a mental health condition and they already have kind of overcome some of these other stigmas, the ones in their own head, and now they go out into society and there's these perceived stigmas that they're crazy or dangerous or violent. Um, and so we just, we got, you know, and then, yeah, it's like when every, every time there's a mass shooting, um, we just blame it on, on, on mental health conditions or someone being crazy. Right. And that, and that deepens the stigma on mental health. Cause now if I have a mental health condition, I'm not going to go seek help because then I'm this crazy, violent menace to society. Um, and so it's not true. I, you know, the vast majority of people with mental health problems are more likely to be, <clears throat> what? yeah, the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. Like, it's not like you have this mental health condition and now you're like this violent. No, it's not the case, right? So that's the perceived stigma that we have to crush. These, you know, these folks aren't crazy. They're not menaces. They're not violent. They need help, they need hope, they need love, they need support, right? And that's how you treat someone with a mental health condition, the same way you would treat someone who has cancer. You know, you give them the help, the tools, and the hope that they need to try and live the best life that they can, the most fulfilled life they can. And that's how we break down that perceived uh, stigma. <clears throat>
The sixth kind of stigma is label avoidance. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to, to all the other, um, you know, stigmas. People think that if they get diagnosed with, a, with some sort of mental health condition, they're going to be judged and labeled because of what they have. Um, and so this, this causes them to avoid seeking help, avoid getting the proper diagnosis and, import, and avoid getting on the proper treatment plan. So we have to smash the stigma of this. Um, and so it's just all about breaking down the stigma so that people feel more inclined, more safe to go and ask for help. And then when they do ask for help, that we have help available for everyone. And there's access for everyone. If you go and seek mental health treatment, it must be available for you. And that's another side of the coin. This side of the coin right now is, it, is smashing the, the stigma associated with seeking help for mental health conditions and what we have been taught to believe that a mental health condition is and how we are predisposed to judging it before educating ourselves on it and really understanding what that condition or illness is and how it, what it means to the person and how we can help them. And so that's, that's label avoidance. Yeah, and so the last one is the stigma of the health practitioner stigma. Um, again, this really boils down to education, right? We've, we've had people get dismissed from their symptoms by saying it's all in your head, um, you know, and we have physicians that allow their prejudice and stereotypes to prevent and affect their patient's care. It's not all in their head. There's something going on just because they have a lot of money or they have a good job or they have a family. It doesn't prevent them from, from suffering from a mental health condition. And so we have to remove that stigma so that when people go and seek help, people are able to diagnose them with the proper care and we're not having these dangerous prejudice and stereotypes that affect people's actual well-being and the livelihood of their life. And so we have to smash that stigma as well. And so really what, what all these uh, stigmas boils down to is for one, getting educated, right? Getting educated on mental health, right? Getting educated on your mental health, getting educated on, on maybe what specific mental health condition might be important to you in your life and a loved one. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so we ran into a few technical difficulties. So I think about the last five minutes of this episode uh, didn't get recorded. So I'm going to kind of re-record it right now. And this is what you'll hear. But I think the last thing that got caught was me um, speaking about uh, the article that I that I went over about the seven stigmas um, to mental health. I mean, and, and everyone has heard the word stigma. Everyone knows what that means. So we have to continue educating ourselves, continue unlearning things that we have been uh, predisposed to about mental health conditions and what they mean. Um, we must uh, understand the language we use when describing a mental health condition or a person with a mental health condition. And we just have to really understand that kindness um, goes a long way um, to anyone who may be battling with a certain mental health condition. Um, and so uh, I've come to an end. I guess this is the re-wrap up of uh, the ninth edition of Everybody's Hotline. Um, thank you for watching. 
Please support the podcast by giving us a review on Apple, subscribing to the YouTube channel. Um, Remember, I have a second podcast coming out called Champions Adjust, really centered around baseball uh, and youth sports um, and what goes on in that world. And I'm very excited about that. So give that a look and uh, subscribe to my newsletter at jacksonstone.net for all your mental health kind of needs, tools, tricks, questions, uh, insight. Go to youareloveLife.com. And uh, if you want to support me, You Are Loved, the podcast, just everything in general, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff going on there. And I want to give a shout out to all my patrons right now. Michelle, Lori, Brian, Tommy, Solo. Thank you guys so much for being the first few to sign up. Um, I appreciate and love you guys very much. Um, and I know we're going to build an incredible community on there. And so I'll leave you with that. Cheers. One love. Take good care of each other. Thank you as always.